check us out to hear the latest on life in the volunteer state. Yvonka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing. Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talking Tennessee, and now your host, Yvonka. Welcome back to Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. I am your host. I have Lauren Ward in here for part two of the comeback story. She is the comeback kid. Lauren, I have a question for you. What made you look up your father? I think because sometimes it's still weird to register even after all this time um, to think that your dad said to heck with it and just went in there with a gun and did that. You can say. Yeah, and just and just ran in and would do something like that. And I know um, a big thing that's been on my heart is the, the bank tellers. Yes. <laughs> Whoever was in there. Um, yes. I, I remember one day my mom and I were going on a trip, and I, just, I randomly asked her, I was like, how do you think the, the people are doing now? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you yeah. had pure heart. Oh, <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, the bank tellers at the at the bank. I was like, how? That's gotta be traumatizing. I remember my mom told me that one of the the wife of one of them didn't even want her husband to go into work the next day. I said, I don't blame her. But you know how scary that would be. Viewers, do you hear? This is a sixteen year old that has compassion for the people that were exposed to a bank robbery instead of a lot of young kids your age would never think like that they would be thinking about what they're going through and what you know and and rightfully so i'm not saying that they're wrong to not think about you know what their parent did but i commend you for you to have a thought process of how the tailors and everybody, what is their life like after that? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 16 years old uh, in my hometown, uh, I switched jobs. I was working for McDonald's and switched to the steakhouse. And the very first night that I worked there as a hostess, we got robbed. Wow. So when you say that, mm-hmm. it brings back those memories. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, to this day, and I'm 48 years old, I can remember it like it was yesterday. So keep that compassion for them Mm -hmm. because you'll never, they will never forget that. Mm -hmm. Will they forgive? Hopefully they will, but it's just a bad situation, you know, that type thing. did you, how long did it go before you talked to your dad after he was went to jail and um, got arraigned and all that? What, how long did it take before you got to at least talk to him? That's a good question. Because um, he, he was in the, well, he was in the county jail. Yes. Um, which, ironically, wasn't very far from my mom's work. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, he... He called me like a few weeks later. Weeks later? I would think. Okay. And uh, I, honestly, I'm kind of glad that I don't remember exactly how that conversation went. 
Um, but shortly after, my mom brought me for the first time. And so your mom yeah. took you to see the person that hurt her. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, That's I, amazing. I know another thing that um, my my aunt, she which is my father's sister, uh, sometimes she'll visit us in the summer. Yes. Um, one day she saw how I have quite a few pictures of my parents together in my room, mm -hmm. and um, my aunt just started crying because you know, like you were saying earlier, how most wives would be scornful of their husbands. Yes. Anything remotely like what my dad did. And, yes. Um, my mom just, you know, she she knows I care about him. Yes, and, she knows. and she's okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's the best part, uh, because I'll tell you this: your mom said to me that she wanted. I said, so you're basically co-parenting over a phone, you know, because she told me that you talk to him once a week. Yeah, you know, and for her to be able to talk to him, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's forgiveness. In the largest degree, um, you may not have healed from everything, and there may be still pain there, but that's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. When you can sit and put aside what someone has wronged you with, and you are able to treat them like a human being and treat them like that's your father, that's my husband, ex husband, mm -hmm. that's true forgiveness. Yeah. So tell me this. So now, after your dad, you know, got his time, and do you know how much time he got? Um, how much he sentenced? Uh, ten years. Okay. Yeah. Ten years. And I believe we are on year. Let's see. Is it year four? I think we're on year four. Yeah. So year four. Um, is he in federal or state? Federal. Federal. So that means he has to do 85%. Yeah. Um, so that's what that means. 85%, that's eight and a half years. Golly. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, 85%. And so that means in eight and a half years, God's willing that he'll be out. Mm -hmm. Have you went to see him since he's been in prison? Yeah. Um, since he's been at the federal one, I've been twice now, I believe. Okay. Because um, normally I'll visit my grandparents in the summer, which live up in Massachusetts, and so my aunt will drive us down and we'll stop in Kentucky and visit them. Okay. How's those visits? Um, they're good. <laughs> well, they start out very, very emotional. I bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, the last time I kind of hyperventilated and I had to excuse myself to the bathroom. I bet. But, uh, That's probably scary. After I compose myself, yeah. Yes. Then they're good. They're about four hour sessions. And, um, uh -huh. has he, which is, has he said, I'm sorry? Oh, every time. <laughs> every, like, every time I, like, when I see him, and normally I'm pretty sure we'll, like, afterward too, and then anytime that I'll talk to him, and I just, I'll say, like, if I'm on the phone with him, I'll say I miss him, and then he'll apologize about everything. And, um, but the nice thing about the prison, though, that when I visit him, um, I'm able to physically touch him, which is a lot different That's from good. county jail. Yeah. Yes. So you can hug your dad. Yeah. Um, okay. It's it's different after. Okay. Than, uh, than state. 
yeah. than been in the uh, county jail. Yeah. With the glass in yeah. front. And the phone, yeah. like in yes. the movies. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Makes like, you feel great. <laughs> viewers, this, this is a strong 16-year-old young lady. And I'm, we're sharing this story because we really want people to understand that, you know, you can be a victim of a situation, but you have to overcome that situation. You have to overcome the tragedy. You have to build back a life of positive living. And you have to forgive. You have to forgive and you have to know everybody makes a mistake. Uh, I'm not here to judge uh, Mike if he walked in the door today. Um, I wouldn't judge him. You know, I, I would ask him questions. You know, what, what led you to that? You know, but who am I to judge? Um, my heart goes out to you because you've been exposed to so much. Mm -hmm. And where do you go from here? From, from here? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, for, for a good bit, I've, you know, I've went to therapy just in case, you know, to let out any extra emotions. And God is obviously the main, the main. <laughs> he's basically my... Everything? Everything, yeah. Um, he's what's gotten me through since I was 10. I mean, I've relied on him. And um, I've spent time with him in the morning. And it's just, it's what's That's gotten awesome. me through. That is awesome. How, how's your life at school? Life at school um, is good. I don't really, um, I haven't really experienced any problems with bullying or anything, which is good. That's good. Um, I Does any other kids know? Um, only really close friends. Mm -hmm. um, people ask. So you've this. never had the bullying of what happened? No. That's awesome. Which is great. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That is. Um, are you embarrassed about it? That's that's a good question too. Um, because I don't really know how to answer to people if they ask where he is. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say he's out of state. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. I think it's okay. probably a little. Yeah. I think. Uh, but that would be, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah, right? that's normal to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, you don't want people to ask you a whole bunch of questions yeah. and all of that. That's a lot to dive into. <laughs> exactly. So your close friends, was these friends, was any of these friends that you have now, were they around back when all that happened? Did any of those friends help you to be able to talk or anything? Um, yeah, I have one real close friend, um, and mm -hmm. she's she's been with me since second grade. So she's been there from before and during and after. But she she was just a friend to have a good time with and um, to be silly with. And um, she at that time she wasn't very good to talk to about that stuff but she was good to help take my mind off the situation which is good <laughs> so for the viewers out there that parents go through divorce just regular divorce mm -hmm. what advice would you give the parent for their kids <laughs> um i would say to the parents that are currently divorced that have kids uh because I know the law in Tennessee is 50-50, right? They have to split custody. They, well, yeah. If they do a joint custody, it just depends on how it's uh, 
I hate to say negotiated. Right. But, yeah. Um, but I would think I wouldn't let the kid get too involved in the parent's personal life because I don't know, once they I think it's okay for them to know of the situation. Yeah. Just to be aware. But to have to have it to place your kid to be a substitute spouse, I just I think that's just a lot for a kid to take on no matter what age. Yes. Because then... And so you're saying you would advise parents to not um, basically make the divorce the kid. Yeah, blatantly speaking. Situation. Let them be your kid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because that's all you want. Because one day they're just going to leave the house and, you know, you want them to remember them, your parent as, you know, that was my parent not somebody I had to you know worry about yes because and adult things yeah you the parent should worry about your kid exactly you know? <laughs> exactly so for the kid out there mm-hmm. that's going through the divorce with their parents mm-hmm. and say the parents does bring them into the art what advice would you give um, I would say uh, please don't give up. <laughs> that would yes. be the first thing because uh, if you're a child of God, you already have worth and value, and so don't throw that away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. To keep going, and uh, as hard as it is, just keep leaning on God because He's got He's got your purpose for you, and no matter how hard it's gonna get, <laughs> He's got you. <laughs> you're awesome. You're awesome. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Couple more questions and we'll wrap this up. What would you advise a family that went through the divorce and a tragedy? A divorce is a tragedy, mm-hmm. but it's a bank robbery is kind of different tragedy. Okay, just a bit. <laughs> yes, and it's 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 lingering uh-huh. tragedy. What would you uh, say to the parents on that part? That are divorced and have a tragedy. Yes. Like, how to get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, is there any advice that you could say, okay, parents, do this, or okay, parents, don't do this? Right. Um, I think the first thing <laughs> that my grandmother has always told my mom and I is when you're so overwhelmed in a crisis is just do the next thing that you need to do. Um, you can't... To survive? Yeah, just don't even worry about what you're going to do tomorrow. Just do the next thing that you got to do. And um, I think I think that's a... That's a, a good, good one. That you that's a do. good one. And to the kid that is not as strong as you, mm-hmm. you're strong. You're strong. I mean, honestly, what could you end this interview to tell kids out there that are dealing with tragedy of, not bank robbery, just tragedy of the drugs, alcohol, the suicide, what message do you want to put out there? Um, I think the first thing, if they're considering if they realize that they're doing something wrong, I think the first thing would be to reflect. (laughs) 
okay. um, to having to realize what they're doing, that, that, that what they're doing isn't right, that they could be doing something so much better for themselves. That's um, true. Doing something a lot cleaner for themselves. Yes. And um, that, What about involvement? Friends and all that. What do you, I'm seeing that a lot of kids, you know, especially with, you know, all the suicides that's out there. It's a oh, lot. It's bad. It really the number is. keeps getting bigger. It is. What can you say to the parents and to the kids that's out there that's being affected by, you know, drug overdose, suicide, those different things? What would you suggest? Well... That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think, well, for the parents, I think it's important to be, to make sure that your kid knows that you're available, that because you're a parent, you know, that's that's part of their job is to raise a child. Like, if, you, if you're a parent, that means that you, you want to have a child, like, that you... Yes. That that's, that's part of the job, yeah, and... You know, as a kid, that's all you, that's the beginning of what you normally expect of your parents is that they can do what they can to, you know, give you the best advice that they, that you need for everything that you're going through. I was talking to someone the other day and I said, I think the biggest thing is you have to really um, focus and talk to your child and be present in the relationship with them Mm -hmm. and ask what's going on in their circle of friends. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing a lot about these chats on Facebook mm-hmm. and social media that, you know, people talking about suicide, people talking about drug overdose and all that kind of stuff of persuading people to do that. Right. You know, but I think that if you talk more, you can prevent. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree? Absolutely. Uh, my church definitely um, encourages, like, having life groups or a good core group of friends that, you know, have, especially if they have a relationship with God, that it's important to surround yourself with people like that, because the more that you surround yourself with those kinds of people, they're going to push you in the right direction. That is true. you won't fall short as much. That's true. Well, I am so glad that you came in the studio. Your mom, uh, everybody, uh, her mother is in the studio right now. And she's one proud mama. I'll tell you that. She's got the biggest smile on her face. Hi, Mom. (laughs) And you know, listen, you know that this uh, young lady is going to be something in life. uh, And you're going to be something amazing, totally amazing. And you're going to take the test that God gave you, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going to turn it into the testimonial uh, that will get young people through something that they may not be as strong as you, but you're going to be the strength. I truly believe that. This is this is your first interview. It won't be your last. Trust and believe that. God's going to do great things, and he's going to use you. Let me say this. If you're a teenager that needs help, there is a suicide hotline always open. You can always go on the internet. You can always reach out to different suicide hotlines just to talk to someone. Don't ever feel like that you are alone. If your parents are going through something that you feel like you're stuck in the middle, 
reach out to a pastor. Reach out to a church member that you feel led to pray for you. There's always someone out there. If you're on drugs and you need help, go to your nearest hospital and ask. Tell them that you are a drug addict that wants help. They will direct you to the drug centers, the rehab centers that you need to get clean. You don't have to commit suicide because you feel lonely. You don't have to be on drugs. The only thing you have to do is know the Lord as your, and accept Him as your Savior. My name is Yvonne Landis, and I'm with Realty Executives. I go in homes every day. I see families every day together, and I see families that are apart. But one thing for sure, I always lend an ear to the ones that need help. Don't be a victim. Be an overcomer. Tune in every Thursday to Talk in Tennessee with Yavanka. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Talk in Tennessee with Yavanka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the First Family of Real Estate. And check us out on the web, www.yavankasalsrealestate.com. See our videos on Yavanka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yavanka Landis and Twitter at Yavanka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Until next time, Yavanka signing off.